This is the Grouse House Podcast. It's over. The AFL Men's 2023 Toyota Premiership Betfair, Bet365, get a multi, save 10 on your multi. Brownie sports bet. Brownie sports bet. Season is over. And boy, what a journey. We met Gareth and his high street space. We Mm. met... That's it. Bounce that hill. Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday in what is the first day of the rest of your life. Mm. The football season for the men is over. And it was one in a glorious grand final with highs and lows, screamers and bumps and howlers and howie. Mm -hmm. And... Hunt, what, how many people were at the game yesterday, Tom? 100,024. Incorrect, Tom. Brian Taylor, you tell him how many were in attendance. In fact, today, we have 1,024 people in the house. With- 1,024 people at the grand final. What an attendance. Wow. Wow. We got up at... Well, I got up at 4.30 in the morning. You were up around then as well. Yeah, I was having my medicine, having a shower and that. And if you're listening for the first time, why? But also, <laughs> we were we're in England, yeah. Uh, and what a glorious grand final it was! Mm. Shall we just crack in? Yeah. All right. Let's grade these things. Hit that sting. So let's just go through all the main points and give them grades. Okay. Fun. So, kiss. Well, you started off with the most complex one, Brandon. I have complex feelings about We're this. We're going to give everything a grade, okay? So, like, you know, A, B, C, D. But is it my opinion or yes. is it how well they did? No, it's 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 your opinion, but it's it's framed in that. So, the the general consensus was that kiss were incredible and finally a good one. Chris, Kid- a kiss we're good but I was th- Chris Chris is, Chris, Chris is really good Chris was fantastic but I, I think we've actually had a pretty good run I thought Robbie Williams and the Killers and that's all I can remember were pr- pretty fine right? I can tell you in order we haven't had many bad ones since Meatloaf this right? year we had Chris yeah and then last year we had Robbie Williams who was a, fine right with, he was fantastic with a with a cameo fantastic. from Delta Goodrum yeah that's right yeah, yeah. Angels brought us here from Neighbours yeah. and the year before that we had was the Australia Super yeah yeah which I loved in the middle of the in the middle we had um, Birds of Tokyo and, oh, yeah. and then we had a bit of Baker Boy and a bit of John Butler yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the year before that we had oh no was that another COVID year no oh yeah it was we had we had Shepherd <laughs> yeah that's right yeah 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 Shepherd are currently doing meet and greets at Warner Brothers Movie World oh that's cool um the year before that is where I go blank. It's the 2019. That must be Killers. No, that was the first. No, Killers were 2017, I believe. Tones and I. And it was before Tones and I was like had taken off. Yeah, right. So in it, it was the right vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that got that got lampooned because old cunts were like, she's not on Triple M Drive, no repeat work days. Right. And then the year before that was Black Eyed Peas, and that was weird. Oh, yeah. That's, that's and then a, the years before that, it was The Killers. That's such an odd choice. Um, do you want me to be honest and people will come for me? Well, yeah, no, I want to... What, what surprises me is, personally, when I was watching it, I was yeah. like, 
this is going to get pumped. This is going to get made fun of quite quite badly. Right, that's interesting. And then the feedback was almost unanimously how incredible was that? I would say it was good. And if people thought it was incredible, then mediocrity is passing at wow. incredible levels at this point. It, there was no nothing wrong with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that's what we're stoked with now. There was nothing wrong with it. Oh, it was incredible. There was nothing wrong with it. There was one one aspect that it definitely outperformed all the others. And you can't argue with this, mm. Tom. Despite your hatred of Chris. Yeah. You, they, they had the most fireworks. So yeah, yeah, they did. That was a great show. That might be... What people are after. Maybe if Tones and I got up and did Dance Monkey but was just surrounded by fireworks, that'd be the thing. 100%. He, he swapped out his guitar and smashed it at the end. That's what he does. Paul yeah. Stanley, the love child, does that. That's yeah. what he does. Can I, can, I, can I ask you something? Yeah. If, if that's what people holding Barramundi in their photos on social media are genuinely after, yeah. if they genuinely think that's as good as it gets... Yeah then that needs to be the reference point for what a good performance is for everyone going forward. Because it was, I, I, I got on the last podcast and I was like, we have, you know, I reckon it's going to be good. And so I, and, but I was, I was definitely underwhelmed. One, because I could hear them doing that Blink-182 Tom, uh, Tom thing. Yeah, he's talking about the auto-tune. Yeah, guys. so Tom's on tour for Blink-182 and yeah. they, he's been, when the tour started... Sorry, Pizzle. When the tour started, mm. he was heavily auto-tuned. Yeah. Um, and you could hear like he was... Yeah. And so... That's it. But he was he was being auto-tuned quite badly. Yeah. In the show. And it sounds like... It sounds like... Um, it's been pre-recorded, but it wasn't pre-recorded. It was just auto-tuned. Live. I mean, it was interesting. I Like, it was one of those ones where I couldn't tell how pre-recorded it was but then when the main guy who's the main guy Paul Stanley the love child when he spoke he could barely keep his voice from breaking exactly and then he went to sing and it was perfect so that made me feel like it was pre-recorded and there was definitely some layers and some help in there which is normal though Broden what do you reckon they got paid it was last minute I reckon they were booked in late August I I think a a mil is the rate isn't it that's what I've heard I don't know where I got that from a mil's a lot imagine being paid a million for ten minutes plus some press it is an it, it's interesting you say that though because it is um it is one of the most difficult gigs um yes. because and you are entertaining a hundred thousand people so you're being and paid for broadcast for 10 minutes you're being paid like a monster energy dirt truck um dirt bike jump, <laughs> yeah and that, I, like if you land it you get paid yeah i don't know i i feel like it, it that could easily blow out i can imagine Agents with a legacy act like that. And that's everything, Broden. Song choice was great. Very good songs. I'm just still like, it could not be more irrelevant to me. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, yes. but that's all right. Because I think what... I hope it's used as in the right direction energy. for Because if people all thought it was positive and that's the feedback, great. Great, then that's what we're going to if, if it's not for you and you still liked it, that's good. Because next year it might not be for you. But you're still... Yeah, knowing... You know, I'm no expert. I haven't done big broadcasts. But knowing a little bit about what goes into these things, having read it, having worked in audio, having worked in TV a bit, I would say that they probably... You you couldn't really fault the performance. It just wasn't for me. And I I just felt like it was so... What are you giving it as a grade? Well, yeah. As a... As a... As a... As someone who critiques, I'll give them an A. (laughs) 
Um, okay. And for me, yeah, like it's a, 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 a D a. or an, an A. As a critique. No, you, you, you stand on your own two feet, Thomas. No, no. So if I'm a reviewer and I'm coming to see a show. Okay, all right. I'm going, I'm taking my own personal bias out of that. I'm reading how the audience reacts. I'm yeah. seeing, you know, the technical side of it. I'm not... It's personal biases out the window. Okay. So personal bias, I give them a, a D or an E, like massive fail. Cool. Um, but as a reviewer, I give them an A. Like they couldn't have done much better. I liked when he went, we'll see you in Sydney. <laughs> and his voice cracked and he couldn't. Yeah, that's what made me think it must have been pre-recorded. Yeah. Mm. I give them a good old fashioned B. And if that's what we want, you know what you do? You just go pick the live acts then because that's what they're known for, right? It, yes. You go to Vegas and you go, who's just done a year in Vegas? Exactly and right. bring them over. I agree. Yeah. Next was at the halftime. Yeah. Hunters and Collectors got up. Yeah. And they, and they with, with Mark Seymour with his little band, did a couple of songs. Yeah. What'd you think of that? Almost, um, almost very similar feedback for me. The only thing I thought was, I thought they were treated quite differently in the sound. Did you notice that? Well, they were singing live. Yeah, and a, um, a friend of um, a friend of mine, who I won't dox because I don't know them too well, basically was like, "Where's the reverb?" And that was the thing with Kiss. It felt very like they were given the reverb and the delays, and it, it made it sound very nice for broadcast. Whereas Hunters and Collectors felt very dry and not Kiss, Kiss sound had nice. Fake cheering put in as well. Yeah, like which all that. I'm stuff. all for. Yeah, I'm all for fake vibes. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like Hunters and Collectors were done a bit dirty. Oh yeah, maybe you know they had I mean? different. Maybe Kiss brought in their own sound. They would have, yeah, or, or like, or just like, yeah, pre-recorded, so you can, you know, do a lot of that stuff in in pre potentially. I thought Hunters and Collectors in the middle of the game was very weird. Like it was a very hot, tense, interesting mm, game. Mm. The vibes were very intense, and then Hunters got up and did "Throw Your Arms Around Me," and yep. then but they and then they did the Channel Ten theme song. They did "Holy Grail," yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was that was good. Yeah, it was a weird vibe to slow down in the middle of. The, the show and just do that totally that's the other lesson from Kiss isn't it like excellent live act that's up it's strange isn't it as a core philosophical thing it's hard it's interesting to watch to, to put music in this framing content yeah 100% it's, and it's done as like a we must do this but yeah. you're like at that exact moment in the middle of a game to have it just turned to Hunters and Collectors sincerely singing some songs from the 80s and 90s. Yeah, Kate Miller Heike, like really showing emotion and stuff. You're right. And that's why I spoke, we spoke about like, you know, like if you were to get King Giz, you'd tell him just go balls to the wall for 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, what do you give Hunters and Collectors? I give them the same. Uh, as a, as a personally, I, I didn't enjoy, but I think you couldn't fault really what they were doing. I think it's an A. Like you can't get up there and tell them don't sing your biggest hits, sing fun stuff because you know what but I mean sure like, it's not just them it's like how is it in the framing of the show and stuff yeah a poor choice by the AFL but uh, I think um, because if you look at their biggest songs it is like thoughtful heartfelt music right and that's what they were always going to do and yeah it wasn't a great vibe for half time so maybe you could have booked them for for pre-show even might have gone better I don't know I give him a B yeah next one Mike Brady who's Mike Brady come on Tom I recognize on, the name, Tom. but I don't know who Come that on, is. Tom. He's the old man who sings One Day in September, and he sings um, uh, he sings Up There, Kazali. Oh, you don't know do? Mike Brady? I, do, I know these songs. What, what, did he, what did he do in the grand final, though? Uh, yeah, you weren't up yet, maybe. Yeah, right. He, uh, he got, he, they always make him come out and sing. He's this old dude. Mm. This is him from the 2022 grand final. Same shit every year. Here he comes. So they get the same person to sing over the retirings. 
He sings his songs. So yeah. they got him out even though they did him last year? They do him every fucking year. Is this like a tradition? Or are they just that boring? <laughs> so... I love this song, but... The story of Mike, of, uh, Mike Brady is in the... I think in the 70s, he was a... Um, he was like a, a jingle writer. Mm. So you might, hey, this might be your journey, Tom. He was a jingle writer. Yeah. And he wrote like bread ads. And then he wrote these songs like a jingle in an ad yeah. about footy. And people love them. And so they became the iconic song. Kazali was a football player, Tom. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know this song deeply because you try and put it into every second sketch. Up there, Kazali. <laughs> Which I love. And then, and then um, <laughs> so he, but he's losing his voice now, but he comes out like in a Michael Bublé Christmas time type vibe yeah. and, does, and does corporates for a week and makes all his money for the year and then disappears again. But his voice is not getting up there and it's getting harder yeah. for the old man. But um, so, I, yes, I, 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 if you didn't see him, that's I, okay. I didn't see him. And I, you know what? I, I think I knew all that you were thinking, but I thought it was the horses guy. No, no, yeah. that's Daryl Braithwaite. Yeah, and I thought he was the one who got up and he's also he's also doing great on corporates. Yeah, loving it. He's doing some really good corporates. The best cover of all time, potentially, as far as he's concerned. And you know what? We make fun of corporates, but mm. coked up pri- corporate twenty um, eight year olds need their entertainment somewhere. If you're if you're if you've chosen your life to be a real estate agent mm-hmm. or work for BHP or uh, or KPMG and you hate your life, yeah. and you've made the wrong choices and you don't have any joy in your life. Why can't you go to some corporate event put on by your uh, overlords who live in sure. Saudi Arabia yeah. and just dance a little bit to horses and take an Instagram of you dancing to horses, even though you don't like the song deep down inside mm. of you? Why can't you just enjoy that for that night? You've made, you hate your life, listen to horses. And so nothing wrong with a corporate. I, yeah. yeah. Oh, if you need a tight 10 from a couple of podcast hosts to open up a corporate um, event as well. Yeah, we, we'll be really good for like Commonwealth Bank. <laughs> Um, or NAB. <laughs> NAB would be really good. I, for I, I give um, Mike Brady a C. This was, I feel like the whole grand final entertainment is a bit for me. Yeah. Color by numbers, uh, if I'm being yeah, honest. 100%. This is, this is your point from a month ago. Like, yes. you're just repeating your point. But um, it's exactly what we discussed ad nauseum just about just no ingenuity. Is that the word? Yep. Innovation. Uh, innovation. Yeah. Okay. Kate Miller Heidke. Oh, yeah. With well, the anthem. Yes. Yeah. So, like, you can't knock that, right? Like, the song's not a great song. It's fucking the anthem. You're talking about the national. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then she was also in Hunters and Collectors. Yeah, and I thought she did well there as well. She has a much more operatic voice than I thought. So Tom said to me during the game, she's like, I thought Kate Miller-Heidke was a late 2000s pop singer who wrote thoughtful songs. Yeah, I thought uh, Missy Higgins. That's and then what I, wrote, I thought she was. And then I replied, she is. So <laughs> yeah, she's really just surprised. a talented singer. And yeah. do you know, a hot take. Yeah. Kate Miller Heike is a national treasure. Yeah. And should be and should be lauded as such. If you don't know her, go fuck yourself. Didn't she write a lot of great musicals and get involved in that side of things as well? Yeah, she's in she's in stuff. She was yeah. in Europe. She did she did Eurovision for us where she yeah, was on Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was on some polls. Very cool. But yeah, she was great. I give her the anthem a, an A. Um, okay, yeah, I give I give Kate Miller Heike an A plus. She's a pro, she can show up to anything. Yeah. Okay, next thing. Yeah. Camera operation. F. So the people who I I was I um I don't want to just blame the people operating the cameras. No, no, it wouldn't be, would it? But there is well, they're the ones zooming and focusing. So it's partly their fault. But then also the person choosing the shots is also to blame. Uh, yeah. Channel I would, seven yeah. across the whole yeah. 
were all, everyone was awful. Everyone yes. who was working on cameras did yeah. a bad job. I I, th- I could argue that it was a shot caller much more because you know when you're shooting stuff, you know you got to take your time to find the new angle and stuff. And the person in the booth needs to know when to cut away. You know, but like, surely some of these camera operators and the person running the camera shots. Mm. I think they're like the director or the on a on a live yeah. shoot. Surely they've covered a football game before. Totally, and I th- I think you're you know this better than anyone. So I'm preaching to the choir here, but talking to our fans as well. Like in those high tense situation where someone's going, someone's having a punch on that half back, and I get half back, and I get half back. Why aren't you on the half back? All right, Bobby Hill's running. Get on Bobby Hill. Why haven't got that shot? Get up. You know what I mean? Like that high pressure. I can't you believe how I mean? much energy you have at nine in the morning. Well, I've been up for a couple of hours. I've been to Starbucks. <laughs> you fi- I could feel the Starbucks <laughs> from you. Yeah, but do you know? Do you get what I'm saying? Like it is high pressure environment, and I think the camera operators would need time to find their shots and and get it right. You know, so I feel like you what you would normally do is you just wouldn't call to the those camera shots until they were set up properly. I think. Yeah. No. Well, well, but then also. They were using different cameras and they they don't frequently use them. Well, that's just so silly. So they're using Skycam and um, and trying to get behind shot and they clearly don't have someone who's fully across it. I think the first four or five goals of the game, yeah. the I didn't see the ball go through, the, the, the sticks. Like I just had to assume by commentary that yeah. the ball, it was fucked. And yeah. then, not only that, the Paul Stanley, we missed the, the moment that the old cunt does, which is where you see him smash the guitar yeah so for me that's a clear example of where it must have been the director not the camera person because they wouldn't have moved away from no, him with the guitar you know what i mean it's like, a choice of shots but then also at the you know it's, yeah and i think but the, the clearest thing you're saying to me is brendan we know this so well from working in the industry is you don't change what you do you know for a gig do you know what i mean if you've done a gig 10 times the same way just because the next one's the biggest, you don't change it. Do you know what I mean? You they do have, what you they know. They would have rehearsed the, the Kiss show, which is strange. No, no, no. So not the Kiss show. I mean, like, when you were talking about, like, the new cameras and stuff like that. Like, oh, that wouldn't be the first time. They use them on, like, special games, but that was that was weird. Someone, it was fucked. Yeah, I, I would just do what I know if I was Channel 7. I'd give him a D because I did see some football, <laughs> yeah. but it was fucked. Yeah, no, I, I'd give him a massive F for sure. All right, great. Are there anyone else? Oh, commentators. Commentators. So we had, we we talked about who was going to be the lineup. Yeah. And then it, it changed. Well, at least the press release that Channel Seven put out. Yeah. Said that Daisy would be doing special comments. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was Matthew Richardson, who we had, and we and Patrick Dangerfield, and was, Dangerfield was a, was a boundary yeah. rider, and he wasn't put on the thing. Like he was there, and then who else was? Was there? Abby there at all? I yeah, Abby was on the oh, boundary. Okay. I don't remember. She did commentate. She did things on after the game, but they definitely yeah, right. threw to Patrick Dangerfield. And then there was someone else who was on special comments who wasn't there, I think. It was supposed to be Luke Hodgins and someone. Yeah, and Matthew Richardson was on. And then, no, but remember we were talking about, I was like, oh, Richo missed out. That's crazy. Yeah, and was it Sean Burgoyne? Yeah, and there was no Burgoyne, was there? I'm not sure. I've I don't not, remember hearing Burgoyne. I could watch back, but I never will. Yeah, I don't remember. How did you rate... JB and Brian Taylor. Okay. Nothing special, but much better than the usual drivel they put out, I would say. I saw a fair bit of feedback saying that Brian Taylor was fucked. And I was, it made me think this truly is to a larger audience than usual because he's like this every week. I don't think he changed. In fact, he was probably less impartial than he usually is. 
if I'm being honest. Really? I, I thought he was much better than your average Friday night. That's what I'm saying. Oh, all right. Okay, yeah, he's yeah. More, he was less impartial. I think he was way better. Like, Friday he's night, he's always biased. He's always talking about random shit. There was none of that. So I thought it was a huge improvement, but still. He was on his best behavior. That's quite awful. He did, a little, he did a little nod to himself. <laughs> yeah. When it was, um, there was a ball that went down the, the MCC end and stayed in slightly. Should have been out of bounds yeah, before, yeah. but it stayed in slightly. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that was out of bounds, which is a classic yep, BT. Yep. He knows his he knows his moments. Yes, hundred percent. You you know what the problem is though, Brandon. Can I give my two cents on this, man? Um, Climate change. You've given me a platform to do so. Yes. Is in BT doing his best to control himself and to just call the game. Yeah. It made for an incredibly boring product. Yeah, that was <laughs> you know the, that I mean? was the feedback I saw, which was was very. Very safe and very yeah. me- very mediocre. Which I prefer to bias, but yes. yeah, you need to be able to do both. Right? I can't remember. To, I was too stressed at the end to like really truly engage. Yeah. But um, yeah, I thought it was. I didn't really. It didn't really clock with me to be on the whole. It was frustrating. I think we could be doing better. Yes. Yeah, hundred percent. We need to find people who are just good at calling the game, like Kometi and and those people in the past that just called the game. I had no idea who they barracked for. If it, uh, uh, McAvaney had this thing, but not everyone loved McAvaney yeah. either. Very rarely is anyone fully, completely loved. One hundred percent, maybe committee. Yeah, but um, he he had a way of imbuing it with passion and en- interest and energy without without being a uh, getting getting what Brian Taylor does, which is a bit strange, or just gets obsessed with a narrative, or yeah. is a little bit impartial, uh, is is a little bit biased to one team or the other. Look. We're, we're all just sitting and waiting for the rights to change. Next yes, year, I believe, 100%. is I could be wrong. Next year is the last year of the deal, and then yeah. and then shit changes up. More competition somehow. It feels like there's actually no competition between Seven and Fox. It's a monopoly. Yeah. Particularly for this game, you can't watch it for anyone exactly. else. Exactly. So they just do whatever they want and don't care. All right. Well, that's all the th- all the all the key points of that. Shall we talk about the game? Yeah. Sure thing. Hit that stink. So the Collingwood Magpies did it. Yep. They've won their flag. Congratu- yes. Congratulations yes. to the Collingwood Football Club. They got one. Yep. They got it done. Um, to all of, to all the other fans out there who I've seen, I hear you and I see you. So before we crack into it, um, I know a lot of you are going through a rough week being there in Melbourne um, as this happens. So mm-hmm. I've got, I've Tom, I've prepared. Uh, I've gone online. And I found uh, how to deal with coping with a natural disaster, mm-hmm. and um, and then some of the some of the things you can do. Yep. Because I want to help our audience. Of course. Through this week, yep. here's the thing. Here's the list of things to do when coping with a natural disaster, which is Collingwood winning the flag. Yeah. Talk with someone about your feelings, anger, sorrow, and other emotions even though it may be difficult. Mm. So talk, make, firstly, make sure they're not a Collingwood supporter. Yeah, that's a good Because point. you, you yep. might say, hey, I'm struggling, and someone goes, oh, why? You know, well, Collingwood won the flame. They'll go, ha, ah, fucking sucked in, cunt. Yeah. Where, where, you were the fucking kings. Ah. And then, and then, but just so, but if you ask anyone else, they'll, you know, talk through that issues. Sure. Next one. Seek help from a professional counsellor who deals with post-disaster stress. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't say to them though I'm dealing with a natural disaster sure just say how I'm stressed about the um, about Collingwood winning yes yep. about Collingwood yep. winning mm-hmm. next one 
Do not hold yourself responsible for the disastrous event <laughs> or be frustrated because you feel you cannot help directly in the rescue work. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes perfect sense. It's not your me, yeah. fault the Collingwood one. No, no. I couldn't I, I, I couldn't have done anything to prevent what happened. I mean you could have. I was a bit mad at you. <laughs> I thought you could have done more. Broden, you're not taking your own advice very well, mate. I'm I'm not blaming myself, I'm blaming you. <laughs> you. Next one. Take steps to promote your own physical and emotional healing. Okay, go by to the health, gym. Healthy eating, yep. rest, yep. exercise, relaxation, and meditation. These are positive things you can do. Yeah. Maybe this includes turning off SEN. Yeah, when you meditate and you think dark thoughts about Collingwood, replace every single dark thought that comes across your mind with a positive thought. Which is that they probably won't win next year. Yeah, or if you think, geez, Collingwood won, that sucked. You could be like, but you know what? I'm in love with my wife. Yes, I love my wife. Or <laughs> they have 106,000 members. Yeah. They play at the MCG every week of the year. Yeah. Um, they should have won 15 of the last 30. They've won three in 60 years or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, that's an underperforming team. Yeah, it's sure, not that yeah, bad. Yeah. Yeah. Next one. Take steps to promote you. Oh, we did that one. Maintain a normal family and daily routine. Yes, very important. Limiting demanding responsibilities of yourself mm. and your family. Yes. So... What does that mean? It means... Don't, don't do too much. It means don't get so stressed out that you forget to give your baby a bath. You know what I mean? Yes, like, make sure you take the time and care for your baby and give him a bath because that will make you feel like you're empowered because you're doing something you do every day. The world's not over. Your baby's still having a fun bath. Spend time with family and friends. Yeah. What I just said, yep. Yep. Give your baby a bath, everyone. This, this next one's hard to sort of... Participate in memorials. Okay. Yep. So <laughs> we uh, could organise one. I, I I think that's overkill for a fo- <laughs> for a football game, but you know the the sentiments there. Use existing support groups of family, friends, and religious institutions. Yeah, that's definitely. So happening. join a church. Yeah. Join um a faith, maybe Buddhism, maybe yep. uh, Catholicism. If you Judaism, get baptized. I know a few people. What's the Isla- is- Islam? Islam? Yeah. Join the Nation of Islam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> great. Um, th- I'm going to close this tab now. <laughs> when that's what you could do. But let's get serious for a minute. Yeah. Um, let's t- focus on the people who we're happy for. Which yes. is, uh, well, I-, I text Brody Meyer check. I text checkers after the game. Yeah. I'm like, we're not going to hear from him for months. Yeah. No way he. No way he's on the phone. Yeah. The beautiful man sent a lovely thoughtful reply. He's a beautiful man. Yeah, he is. Um, he was played pretty good too. He, he had yeah. he kicked a really important snap yeah. goal. He and just was always about the contest, you know. And he's beautiful. He is. He's got big arms. And he's a lovely man. He sent back a lovely message saying thanks for your support and he's really cool and we love we love checkers and we're wrapped for checkers. Yeah. And do you know what it also is exciting? Mm. Is that it means that this podcast is like the good luck Chuck. Yeah, of course. Do you know what good luck Chuck is? Well, I, I took your meaning, but no, I don't know what a good luck Chuck is. Can you look up what good luck Chuck is? And then you'll be like, wow, that makes complete sense. You want me to look it up now? Yes. Okay. So look up good luck Chuck. We are the good luck Chuck of the AFL is my, is my theory. Yeah. Now we've only done it once. But we could be the good luck Chucks. It's a romance comedy film from... Read the plot for me. 2007. Chuck, a dentist, discovers that women inevitably find their soulmate immediately after having a sexual encounter with him. But it poses a problem when he falls in love with Cam. 
Okay, who plays Chuck? Who does play Chuck? Dane Cook. <laughs> yes, we oh, could You be... love Dane Cook. Yeah, we love Dane Cook. He's your favourite comedian, isn't he? He was in 2007. He's fine. He's yeah. cool. Do you know his... Bro... Do you know what... Do you want to fuck a story about Dane Cook, right? Yeah. Dane Cook, biggest stadium comedian in the world, right? Worth hundreds of millions yeah. of dollars. His half-brother yeah. is his... Manager, yeah, and, or everything, right? His agent, his yeah. overseer, everything. Yep. And then he's a he. One day he wakes up in the middle of the night and he gets this feeling. He's like, my brother's stealing my money. Yeah. And he was. Yeah. He took all his money and embezzled it, lost it, and and or, and went to jail for it. Yeah. And his whole empire. This is after he'd done movies and stadiums. Yeah. Stole all his money. And, and he so, never got it back, right? No, he never got any of that money back. He apparently had 360 grand in savings. Yeah, right. That, that his brother didn't have. Did his half-brother um, lose it all? Yeah, he like couldn't get it back. betting and stuff. Yeah. So, he, obviously, the courts were like, you owe him $100 million. But he's like, well, I don't have any money. So, they like, went to jail. Well, jail. And so, this is what Dane Cook did. Yeah. He took the 360 and put it as a um, like a down payment on a stadium yep. for a show. Mm-hmm. Wrote a show made the money back and took that money and down paid on other stadiums and very slowly built back his wealth by just like doing live shows. That's cool? crazy. Oh uh, yeah, very cool, but very crazy and very sad. So in conclusion, we're the good luck Chuck. If you come yes. on our podcast, you win the flag. Yes. Which brings me to my next point. Yeah. Max Gorn is our next guest <laughs> yeah, great. on the podcast. I've <laughs> just got to figure out a way to get him on. <clears throat> Grass. Uh, congratulations to Checkers. And can we talk about the next thing that was really cool, which is yeah. one of the best, I think the best grand, just about the best grand final performance to regular performance I've ever seen yeah. is Bobby Hill. Bobby Hill. What the fuck was that? So That was incredible. I had this on um, the Malakas, but can I go early? Yeah. Bobby Hill gets a massive suvaki because there was n- no way in hell that Bobby should not have won the Norm Smith. Everyone was saying, a lot of people had opinions, oh, he wasn't as good as... No, he, he kicked was, yeah. four goals in the first half, which is the most in a grand final ever for Broden Kelly. Well, oh, in the first half, right? In the first half. And that was that's when the game is decided, you know? The four that was, goals. That was, yeah. Then he gave off an easy one at Pendlebury, so that could have been five, and he missed a couple as well. And he took a fucking... Do you know, I give like 40 points for a specky in a grand final. Yeah. Like that photo or that footage will just be used forever. Yeah. That's potentially... Has the staying power to be the thing that when we talk grand finals and they show, um, they show Hodgie snapping and yeah. they show uh, Cyril uh, uh, Lewis Jetta running down the wing and yeah. all the high and, and Leo Barry. That specky will be the moment that's shown. hundred percent. It'll be the um, the LeBron Dwayne Wade Dwayne Wade Dwayne Dwayne Wade Dwayne Wade. You know who I'm talking about. You're right. Moment. Um, yet I genuinely like, you know, like I'm no footy expert and people come to me in recency bias, but that was like one of the best performances I can remember ever seeing in a grand final, I, to I, be honest. It's a, I, I'm sometimes when the Norm Smith is voted on it, I'm just very like, oh, who's it going to be? Yeah. It was very clear that it was him, I thought. Totally. And people would like to go with this, blah, blah, blah. Like, and a, uh, maybe stats wise. And it was just, uh, um, he, had, he had cancer, man. Who? Bobby Hill. Did he really? Yes. I didn't know that. So obviously he was fine at GWS. Yeah, like he he was definitely like I think they were very sad to lose. I don't well, look like Toby Bedford's in his role and I feel like and playing doing well. and probably playing the same role. Yeah, totally. But Bobby Hill in this team has just been the exact perfect thing they needed. Almost 100%. like they don't win 
the grand final no, without him. No, there's no way they win he, without him. And so in this, uh, there was a period where he was at GWS. He was trying to get to Essendon. Once again, shout out to Essendon <laughs> for not getting him. Wh- yeah, thank you, Dodoro, for asking too much for That's, everyone. <laughs> every, there's a lot of com- coming out from like in the media about going, people are too hard on Dodoro. It's not his fault. Which is, talk about recency bias. That man has played hardball on so many players yeah. and missed down on Who else was in that? Someone else who's in a grand final that he could have had as well. There's someone else. I have no idea. I don't follow it that closely. Oh, they could have had Dunkley. Oh, right. Dunkley requested Essendon as well. Yeah, wow. Anyway, so... Yeah, they wouldn't have paid up for Dunkley. No yeah, way. he went through yeah. a whole cancer battle, uh, Bobby Hill. Yeah. And I, you know, it's so like... Huge story and good on him. Yeah, I didn't know that and that just adds to it for, for me for sure. Massive Suva. So yeah, good on him. Yep. Who else? Oh, Craig McRae. Oh yeah. no! Actually, uh, before that, yeah. on the side bottom goal. Oh my <laughs> lord! That's that is maybe maybe I don't know how it I don't know the longevity of it because it's it's just a set shot. Yeah. But in the moment, that was fucked. So he marked it right. Broden was stressed out and he wasn't talking. He marked it right. Did he mark it or did he get fifty? I can't remember. But I'm not he watching was, it again. Yeah, he was lining up for goal right, and I was like, Broden was stressed out, and I was like, there's no way he kicks this. He doesn't have the That's legs. what everyone did. He's was, he was, older. He was like, 50, there's no chance. He was 55, 60 out. More so than kicking it, yeah. which is incredible. The choice to say, I'm going to kick this yeah. goal. That was like big balls, big time your big time moment from a big time player, a champion of the game. Unbelievable. And it really, I was like, oh my God, like these guys. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's, when, like, I guess that's special. If you're a Pies fan in that moment, you must be like, we're going to win this. Well, I think for, for, if that was like for me, I was like, God, like it's theirs to lose when you have moments like that. You know what I mean? She, the other person on the other team that I really liked yesterday was um, Danaher. I thought yeah, he, lo- he, <laughs> looked, he looked dope all game. Yeah. He had this really serious look on his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deserved to win a flag. So bad love him, but he was great. Yeah. And then over to Craig McRae. Yeah. What's the most bizarre twist of the whole day? Yeah. Is he just goes, I had a baby this morning. Yeah, it was already the best day of my life. I Maybe I'm not across it, but I don't think publicly anyone knew that. No, no, I, I, it was known, but just no one cared. You know what it's like. Really? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I knew that he was expecting. Oh, did um, you? But yeah, I didn't know, obviously, that he'd had it. Had a baby that morning. That's a big day for him. Yeah, he so he Maggie. must have been... Did he? Yeah. That's insane. That's an insane thing to do. Uh, I called my baby Brizzy. <laughs> Tom, your baby's called Atlas. <laughs> yeah, but that's not named after a, a premiership. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> or my football team, you know? I mean, a weird name's a good name, but... You know yeah, what? What true. if it? What if it turns bad from here? Well, that's what I mean. What if they end up firing? Like I wouldn't call my baby GCS Zahari. You know what I mean? GCS. Yeah, Gold Coast on Zahari. It's more like if you called him Coles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like he's as much a Brisbane champion as he is a Magpies champion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, I mean, I guess coaching that, the grand final. I mean, you were born on a grand final day. Oh, that's true. That has a nice. But and Maggie's a nice. If name. he was a serious. AFL guy, he would have called it Ron Barassi. <laughs> yeah, Ron Barassi McCray. No, incredible. What a cool day for him. Yeah, they're very insane. And like having been through that, like I've never been like more and like, hey, my wife would have been worth it. I've never been more exhausted after my wife's labor. Like yeah. 16 hours of stress and tension yes, and true. like just insane. Like I remember going to bed after that 16 hours of labor and just passing the fuck out. And he went and coached a grand final. Yeah. <laughs> Stressful. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Just shout out to the guy. Like, I remember when he was... I remember when he was... In, 
picked and hired mm. like it was yesterday. Yeah. It, was a, it was a year ago, <laughs> a year or two ago. Yeah. And there was this huge search and they were talking about Ross Lyon and they were talking about getting Clarkson. There was mm-hmm. a big push for getting yep. Clarkson. Yep. We're a big club. We deserve – there was this huge chat that it needed to be a big coach for a big club. Yeah. We're the biggest club in, in Victoria. We need to have a big, impressive person. Yeah. And then they just went with this guy. And yep. it was a very non-Collingwood moment ago. Yes. We're just getting this guy. Because before him, it had been the favourite son through a really successful um, transition process. Yeah. Before that, Mick Malthouse forever. Yeah. And so, and they just went, this guy's good. Mm. And by golly. Has that shown dividends? 100% Richmond are all sad that they didn't somehow <laughs> keep him, you know? like Yeah. And just everything he does is the right thing. Yeah. He'd go, well, firstly, his media representation, he's nice to everyone, but the show he chooses to go on regularly yeah. is Andy Murr and Andrew Gay. Yeah, totally. Well, if that tells you everything you want to know about the yeah, guy. Yeah, he's just a dad who loves to chat. And it's just positivity and it doesn't feel... Um, that put on from him It does from others the, Yes But not from him <laughs> The coolest thing Later earlier in the year Is when Collingwood was booing In games Players picking out Like Lance Franklin And po- pointing out players It was one of those Real here we go again moments Yeah For that football club And going It's a shame That the biggest club Acts like this And instead of just going We're with them Or side by side Or any of that bullshit He said We're not that anymore Yeah And if you do that You're not with us Yeah And it was That's a powerful thing Totally And it's a And it's very hopeful thing Because it goes Maybe this club That's got a very Very interesting history Maybe this is a move In the right 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 direction Because As the biggest club They have Almost an obligation to to, To lead by example 100% And if if they're doing that, then maybe the whole thing moves together. So it was just one person with his group standing and putting Darcy Moore as the captain. I was going to say, I think Darcy Moore deserves some credit for all of this stuff. But as that's well. the thing; he wasn't the captain under the person before him. I know he might have been a bit too young, but as he clearly saw someone and said, you, "He yeah, was." Yeah, yeah. Darcy Moore was second, I mean, second sacked, lowest, yeah. second lowest on possessions yesterday. Totally, but clearly, what he's good at is is something else. He has great games, but yeah, know. he does now. But for a while, then they tried him as a forward, and it looked like yeah, he was yeah. going to get delisted. Like, yeah, he was going to go to Sydney. Yeah. Um, so yes, no, I, I, he's he's actually the perfect person to lead that, and it's so cool and good on him. Apparently, Eddie Maguire wasn't even at the game yesterday. I don't know if that was a, um, I don't know if that was him deciding that or you know whatever. There's but no way he it was that. just really nice. <laughs> it was just really nice to not have cameras going to this guy. Yeah, it feels like there's been a shifting of the guard at the club. Yeah, where it's not just about Buckley and Eddie Maguire and and rejecting and yeah. when things are put at them saying no or it's great that we're, this is the greatest day of the club this, yeah. this thing 100% can I just say something quick on that like Dane Swan was going off on Twitter like a fucking like a nutcase right as as he does and saying just crazy stuff good just, example of the old guard who, exactly. who are irrelevant now. and a lot of people were saying Swanee you're a champion of the club but the club wouldn't stand by your comments right now today oh that's a great point you know what I mean like I think a couple of like Collingwood people I follow so the, the nice Collingwood supporters were just like that's you know pipe down Swanee that's not who we are anymore that's great I you love it that's, that's all off Craig McRae yeah exactly so good stuff um, let's talk about the poor old Brizzy Lions yeah um, let's talk about I, I, advantage is the word yeah advantage is the word right the word of the week yes because advantage means 
Think of the amount of advantages that their opposition had to get to this point. It's at their home, <laughs> travelled the least, versus the advantages that they had. They had no advantages, mm-hmm. Brisbane, at all. Yeah. Their advantages were maybe playing home games, which they earned to get to this position. Yeah, totally. Their one advantage was not an advantage, yeah. which is when the, the umpire called advantage because the ball moved forward. And... Do I need to explain that moment more? I don't think so. I think it's been shown yes. ad nauseum, I think. And a lot of people come back and saying, no, that's not the reason, da 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 That's a bizarre call. And I've seen umpires going, no, it's in the rules that that's the thing. Think about the framing yeah. and the and the actual moment. Yeah. That was shocking. That's a that's a fumbled bag. But that's that's funny that, that the one moment they're given a in brackets advantage is actually fucked yeah it was interesting because it, it did like even though it was just one call in a, in a game of 100 calls it actually did feel like a momentum like a last yes. nail in the coffin that's true it's it, it, they could have got the free kick and, and Colin could have apps they were playing brilliant defense absolutely they probably would have turned it over and yeah. got it out of there and it would have been fine but it's when those moments when it's one last chance there's a minute or so left that you just hurt so much 100 percent I'm hoping with Laura Kane in charge now, they can start to build again because I feel like that the them as a group, the umpires, their confidence is shot. Yeah, and uh, fair enough. Particularly, uh, uh, yeah. particularly hard off last week that Toby Green high tackle. Yeah. To come in and have highs, I reckon nine highs were called in the yeah. first five minutes of the game. Yeah. You can't. That's you. I don't think you see that in any other sport in the world. No, such huge backflips. Immense hypo- or... hypocritical calling or like just un. Just it's not the same game. Yeah, no, it, it's totally not. Like, yeah, and we we have conversations like there was on three sixty. I forget who the represent whichever umpire it was, but going we could call four hundred calls. It would any. have been Razor, yeah. No, it wasn't. It oh, wasn't, it was it? It was the one of the guys calling the game. Oh right. Um, uh, but Robo was kind of putting it on them, saying like you can't. You could call four hundred, but you're only going to call one hundred, are you? Which Robo? That is the most. Fun. I yeah, know you. I know you're Robo, but that's very Robo. Yeah, and then. Them going, oh yeah, we you know just umming and ahhing around it, but the f- the fact that we're going, there's 400 calls in a game, but we're probably going to call 100 of them as a conversation is bizarre. It's crazy. You know what's sad, Broden, is like before this moment, I was genuinely same with the commentary. I didn't think it was perfect umpiring, but I was very happy. Yeah. I didn't feel like it was particularly biased one way or the other. There was a couple of calls that you can isolate and say this was really biased or whatever, but overall, I I, I was very happy. I thought it was very fair until this moment. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know between 1997 and 2006, mm. um, non-Victorian teams won eight of the ten premierships? Yeah. And then since 2006, 15 of the 17 premierships have been won by Victorian clubs? Yeah. So it was before you were born, but in 2008, there was this real vibe of uh, why aren't Victorian teams winning? It's really hard for Victorian teams to win. Why is it so hard? And so the AFL adjusted something. Adrian Dodoro at the time came out and said some stuff like we're looking into it. But this is actually a, a genuine problem, I think. Yeah, so I think... No, congratulations to Collingwood and everything, but it's a, it's a, it's a worry that the international team... Inter- every week. Interstate. Interstate teams can't win. So they've lo- nine interstate teams have lost and two have won in that time. Yeah, so yeah. they get there, then they lose. Yes, yeah, so... And I, I think um, I think it's it's it's... The problem is it's sort of a moot point because you, I think you would agree, right? It's just never going to move from the MCG. So as long as it's at the G, you're going to have inherent issues, right? Yes, with but bias surely there's, stuff. there's, I don't know. But the reason in the 2000s 
that that number is so high mm. is one, Brisbane were... Bec- the Fitz, they killed Fitzroy yeah. in very bad circumstances and all their fans were absolutely mortified. They were just... They were, they were treated so poorly in the late 90s. Yeah. Brisbane went up there and were a shit, like just a shit show. Yeah. And so they, Brisbane got a lot of good draft picks. They merged them with Fitzroy and gave them more compensations. And so that team that Brisbane have, with full respect, I think it's hard to find any team that's won a dynasty without, like the Hawthorne team, sorry Hawthorne fans, were in a period where expansion, that that premiership is the result of other teams not being able to grow yeah. because Hawth, because GWS and Gold Coast came in. Yeah. People say this all the time. I'm not. This is this is commonly said. And Brisbane were a powerhouse team. Like when you look through that team from front to back, it would be almost impossible to create a team that's that star studded. Yeah. So it's it's kind of AFL led. But then after that, they've clearly gone. All right, we've got to make them less powerful because Victorian teams are getting upset and we are based in Victoria and we can hear all of the feedback and it's very hard to be in a city where yeah. <laughs> um, Brisbane and West Coast are winning every year. West Coast as well. Were, that, I feel like they kind of did it s- smoothly. By the way, I can't believe I didn't put um, the Dom Sheed grand final in my list. Yeah. That was a real brain fade Just for me. Re- yeah, and you've spoken about how much you love that. No, no. Final it would be number, lot, so. number one or two. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, just forgot it. Anyway, so... Desperately next year, they need Sydney to show up, GWS to show up, Brisbane to show up, um, even Port or Adelaide. Adelaide making a run, Port making a run. Yeah. West Coast, Frio, no chance. Yeah. <laughs> um, they uh, needs it badly. The, the the league needs it badly. Yeah. But it's 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 a problem. I think it's a it's a real problem. Whether it's that's the thing, and also North just getting four hundred picks this year. Yeah. I just don't know. I, I admit that it's clearly a trend in the wrong direction or it's clearly a trend that shows there's a problem. There's just no immediate. I just don't know what the immediate... I have no solutions. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, we took, a, took everything away from Sydney when they were getting good. So what so happens every time stuff. Every time an interstate team's doing really well, mm. they go... Well, we're t- so they had the cost of living because yeah. it's more expensive to live in Sydney. Yeah. And so that was making players want to stay up there or yeah. want to go there. And then when they took Franklin, they went, well, you can, you don't need it. Yeah. And then they, the whole thing with um, that big Ruckman they got, they got punished unfairly for that as well. Big Ruck. Oh, From Adelaide. Kurt Tippett. Yeah. Tippett. And then remember, they took him fairly in that and they gave him draft sanctions anyway for some reason. I never understood that. I think there's, let's, do you know what's safe to say? I think there's been an overcorrection. And right. they, and they, and their board and everything there should be aware that it's, if they are looking to properly grow, mm. I think that behind the scenes of what they've done with Hardwick is a big step in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, we yeah, need. It's, it's easy to remember that Brisbane were so dog shit for so long, like what eight years ago. Yes, like they couldn't get a single player to stay. You know. Like, yeah, yeah, and they've done that on their own merit, merit without yeah. a lot of support either. Yeah. So good on them. Uh, all right, hit the Malakas. <laughs> All right, guys, we've got a nice little malacca here that we've probably... I think we've covered everything ad nauseum, so we'll just rush through them, bro. Yes, great. So I had... Well, before you start, sorry. Yeah, please. When will we do malakas and suvlakas of the year? We'll do it next week, I think. Um, I'm a Hall of Fame for leaving early. Do yeah. I... Does that... What does that mean? So what I think I'll do is... Oh, you know what would be fun if I can be bothered? We're, we're traveling to New York, but what I could do, right, yeah. is go back and listen to all the malakas. Find all the nominations and get the people to vote. I love that. 
but I'm not promising to do that. I think you should do that <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, we're traveling to New York today, and then we've got a couple of days in New York before we're back on the road Instead again. Instead of so, saying a Broadway show, I'd like you to sit in your room and <laughs> yeah. do this work. No, I would genuinely like to do that, and I think hey. I've time-coded all the Malacca, so it might not before be too hard. You, before you get into it, you spent a week playing RuneScape. Is there anything you want to tell the team? Have you got some big news? I saw you sharing, sharing yep. some photos that you were clearly very proud of. Yep. I didn't quite understand what you were talking about. So I finally got my quest Cape Breton. So there's like 300 quests in old school RuneScape. And when you complete them all, some of them are quite difficult. A lot of them are easy. You get a little cape. And it's like a big in-game achievement. So your first ever quest cape. Yeah, but I'm very upset because I've done... I did... I've done 800 Zora in total, right? And I started this week at like 400. And I think I do like 15 an hour. So what's 400 divided by 15? Three. So I spent... About 25 hours this week, I think. 16. 400 divided by 15 is... I, I spent 26 hours this week on Zora, basically, for a 1 in 128 drop. I've now killed Zora 800 and haven't got the drop. So I'm eight times dry almost. Seven, six or seven times dry, Braden. I just want that blowpipe, mate. <laughs> so yeah, oh, you know what's even better? I know there's a lot of listeners out there who are big fans and are really lovely, nice people. If they could go through and find all the Malakas that have won throughout the season and let me know. Someone might enjoy that. Exactly. Someone might enjoy going back and listening to all the Malaka segments. Um, That would be great. So the first nomination is the awful coverage. Okay. The second one is the umpiring decisions, not the umpires. The umpiring decision deciding a game. That is like not the murderer. <laughs> no. The that, act of murder. <laughs> that is literally the worst possible outcome is that a grand final is decided by an hey. umpiring call. Either way. We should do headlines because I'll, I'll let's just do just soft headlines. Yeah. I think that might be talked about on SEN this week. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I think that might be talked about. Yeah. Um, and then I had one which we haven't discussed yet. And this is a bit harsh and people will be upset by this, but I think... And people will disagree with me as well. And that's why we do this fun segment where people can get <laughs> mad at me. I think that the Brisbane midfield is a better midfield than, than Collingwood. Yeah. I think Neil is a two-time Brownlow medalist. I think McCluggage. I think Dunkley. I think... Can I put my... Can, yeah, I, can, can I put my um, David King hat on? Yeah. G'day. There you go. I think that a really good midfield is not the be-all and end-all. Yeah. Right? So... Yeah. If you if you you don't have to be better than them, you just have to be able to, uh, like you can beat them easily. I feel this is coming yeah. from a guy who follows Petraka, Oliver Viney, yeah. Brayshaw. You can beat a good midfield quite easily. Well, that that was my point, right? I think out of those that that midfield, like they were losing clearances left, right, and center, and I think that was. Yeah, either it's like midfields aren't as as important as we thought, but I also thought I think McCluggage, Dunkley. And Neil, who I rate as one of the best midfields, if not the best midfield in the competition, all had 21 disposals each. Yes. And I think probably one of them needed to have a game where they went a step f- further and had 30 or, you know. Because yes. you had Nick Dacos getting his 30. and Yes. Uh, Pies had a lot of more disposals. And I just think if they were to win, we needed one of those boys to have a big game, I think. Yes, it's true. And they but, probably did And uh, your mates Lepich and, and, uh, and the other ones figured out, no, no, no. We know how to nullify this whole strength. Yeah, there was one, like I remember one beautiful Lucky Neal clearance. And then yeah. I remember about 10. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk about, Broden, as well. I saw about 10 beautiful Collingwood clearances. So someone on Twitter was suggesting that we you know with the 666 rule, mm. you know how they 
changed it from what do they did they changed it from a you could go you could flood and stuff yeah, yeah so they're saying that they did the 666 on purpose who did Collingwood oh deliberately yeah because it changes from a bounce to a ball up or whatever so yeah very likely impossible yeah. yeah which is just super interesting that they infringed potentially on purpose to create a different situation where they were because they didn't better. like the ball being bounced yeah well then they were better place to get a clearance or something no that's i've heard people saying something like that oh there's some people suggesting that um in a game i heard earlier in the year mm. is deliberately doing it twice and giving the free kick away yeah right so that you can get your whole back line right. down so maybe Collingwood just thinking of doing that but either way, no, like no way. if they feel like they had the clearance, um, the clearance advantage, and they felt like Mason was doing a better job than McInerney on the day, yeah. then having a random ball up yeah. that's straight up is a more bigger advantage than a ball up, which could go anywhere. Yeah. So just interesting. I don't know if that's true. It could be conspiracy theory stuff, but very interesting. So that's my luck is who gets it. Channel 7, the camera. I know that the, 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 the cameras were, that was insane. Just awful. The most viewed thing in Australia this year, apart from the Women's World Cup now, which has eclipsed it. I don't yeah. have the ratings yet. But um, yeah, that's what, yeah. <laughs> surely someone gets awful. spoken to. Yeah, you'd hope so. Um, I've got three Suvlakis here, Braden. Yeah. One Suvlaki for AFL. We haven't really said this, although it's been implied. That was one of the greatest games I've ever watched, potentially one of the great grand finals I've ever watched. Yes. I just thought it was for the product of the game. Like I said, I thought, you know, it was umpired reasonably well. It was a great contest. There was heroes on both sides. There was villains on both sides. Yes. I think it was a huge win for AFL. I think if you were um, Scotty Pippen coming to check out your first AFL game. He was in some corporate suites. I saw lots of people sending me photos of Scotty Pippen in their corporate suite. I think if he, if that was his first game he ever watched, I think he comes away going, well, that was pretty awesome you know yeah. what i mean hey can i just jump in yeah, I've, got, I've got the ratings yep it did 3.8 million so oh, that's, that's that's really good that is really good that's very that is very high um my second suvlaki goes to bobby hill obviously um and my third goes to markov because he got delisted by the fucking yeah, sons and now he's a There's, fucking premier how player. would you feel to be billy frampton who from all from all reports played that game yeah um, and he gets a fucking premiership medal. Yeah, and a lot of people going out of their way to say that, uh, you know, he did a great job on Harris Andrews. I oh, know, that was, who was that, Richardson? <laughs> a lot of people just trying to play um, that narrative. He was um, awful. Um, I was gonna, he, was, he, was, he was there to nullify their best, but I don't think he was incredible. Yeah. Anyway. Marco. Can I add another Suva? Sure. Ange Postacoglu. Sure. So he has taken a team that we had the best coaches in the world mm. but didn't work out and he has now got them second on the EPL table good on him and he has not lost a home game yeah. since 2020 alright so he got hired by Tottenham I'm going to keep saying this all year until it turns bad for them but he got hired and everyone in the EPL was like this is the worst decision you could have made yeah. this cunt coached the Brisbane Raw <laughs> yeah. and some Japanese team and a, and a, and a second tier Scottish team. Yeah. He is no good. The man is absolutely owning the entire island of fucking the United Kingdom. Yeah. He's a king. It's so good, man. Up here, everyone, all they want to talk about is Ange Postacoglu. Yeah. 
And they so, sing their songs. He's my server anyway, but I reckon got to give it to Bobby Hill. I thought it was, it's mm. one of the it's a it's a all time grand final performance. Yeah. He can retire now if he wants. He's had his moment. Yeah, totally. Great. And Malaco, did we give that? We gave it to the coverage. Great. Yeah. Hey, on your, I think get everyone get, do the Malaco thing. Yeah. But then also in the off season, I'd love for you to tell me who you'd like us to talk to. So if there are people out there, footy players, coaches, people in the media people not in the media anyone you'd like us to talk to let me know because we'll try and chase it up we are shifting over to aflw which yep. we'll crack into next next week we'll have mans on hopefully yep we're going to crack into the nba starting which we're going to be hard not to talk we're just going to it's going to be great stick with us we're going to have a good time we'll be doing lots of cool shit yeah we're, while we're on it like yeah so this Friday we'll be putting for Fridays from now on we'll be putting up oh yeah highlights for the next six weeks it'll be highlights live specials it's yeah. funny they're funny bits from the live shows yeah so we'll be doing live live shows on Fridays for the next six weeks and we'll be doing every Monday as like our regular pod basically so basically until God knows when it'll be Mondays that you'll check be tuning in, in check in with us and maybe um, next year we'll go back to three a week who knows and maybe we'll go to f- fucking five we might we might go full time on this shit yeah <laughs> jettison all other work yeah um yeah most likely not I don't think <laughs> thank congratulations again to Collingwood huge yep. win the, fir- the inaugural Broden with Footy Kelly premiers yeah and it's it's quite fitting to be awesome isn't it it is yeah, they, they yeah. were very good this year um and thank you so much for listening all year. I did a big thank you speech on the Monday, on the Thursday, yeah, Friday, Thursday episode. episode, Friday so episode. Yep. Thank you from us. Have a great if you if you if you're not watching footy anymore. Oh gee, have a great off season. Bounce. Day.